catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. Browns fans, what is up? Welcome to a special Victory Monday episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. The video you just watched, our good friend Kenny Mack was out in Vegas at a Browns backer bar watching the Browns game uh, yesterday. He sent us the video, the reaction in the bar. We wanted to get you guys going with that episode. We want the energy be uh, at an all-time high for this one because... I don't know about you guys. I couldn't sleep last night. Uh, I really didn't pay much attention at work today. Um, I just, it was a lot of me just thinking about the Browns a whole lot uh, to the chagrin of my bosses and probably my wife. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get into everything uh, Browns today, talking about the huge win, what it means for the Browns going forward uh, in the AFC North, in the AFC in general, just what it means for the um the team, the turning point of the team. Uh, it just feels different uh, this time. So we're going to get into everything. Before we do, though, I have to remind you to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're watching right now and you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. Uh, make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Uh, you can also find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google if you prefer to just listen to the podcast. And lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page. You get an extra episode every week uh you get access to the private discord yesterday was the day to be a dog pack member oh yes it in was the discord uh there there was highs there was lows i think uh myself um pastor rob out in scotland and uh gage were the only ones pretty chill there's a lot of people losing their minds i was admittedly on the <laughs> ledge and i told these guys the entire game the whole game i sat on the ledge and said here we go i'm gonna jump after this play, I'm going to jump, but I didn't. <laughs> I was, I, I, I we're going to get into everything, but join the dog pack. You get to hang out with us. You get to hang out with all the brown, uh, dog pack members. It's a great time. Some of these guys have even met each other now, like in different parts around the country, different Browns yeah. games. We've met some of them. Uh, it's just an awesome online Browns community. We've all grown really close. Some of these guys we've known now for years uh yeah. since the beginning so it's a great it's a great time for everybody to get access to the private discord you get an extra episode you get to play fantasy football with us um as long as you know if you're around for next year and you, when fantasy starts up we always have leagues going on so it's just a good time for everybody so make sure you join that talk to us throughout the week talk to browns fans all the time get betting advice uh everything you can imagine goes on there so head, check out join the dogs.com become an official dog pack member so what a win for the Browns, man. What what a freaking win. And I apologize now, guys. I'm on like cloud nine. So <laughs> like if if I'm less than family friendly every once in a while, I apologize. I'm just really freaking pumped. 
And I'm also <laughs> a little bit pissed at some people out there. So you're going to see both sides. Of me. I might be a little <laughs> Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde today because uh, right. they, I know they want to hear it because we were, we did the after hours, John and I did. Well, Justin was with us too. Uh, we did the after hours live before this in discord, like we've been doing the last few weeks and they're ready for it. Yeah. Blake's just checking the chat out. Well, I, I pull up the... So, I got to get a new computer. Yes, Again, you do. Join the dog pack, guys. I need a new yes, computer. please. Uh, <laughs> please get a new computer. If you watch the... Like, I got, the, I got our video, but the chat is over here. It's, it, the chat's not moving. I haven't seen anything for 10 minutes. So, like I have Paul to, from work right now. I have to look at it on my uh, phone. Um, so, just for the Browns in general, I, one thing I was thinking about is... Uh, a lot of the teams, you know, they hate us because they ain't us. They'll say, this is the Browns Super Bowl because we're so pumped that we won a regular season game. Well, one, it's not, this wasn't just a regular season game. I mean, it's a big divisional game on the road against, this is the third time this year we beat the best team in football. Yep. I don't know if anybody's keeping track, but week one, everybody loved the Bengals. Yes, we they came did. out and beat the shit out of them. And then uh, everybody... Best team in football was the 49ers. We freaking derailed them for three weeks. Uh, and then the Ravens were the best team in football, and we just came out. And I, it was a very close game, obviously back and forth. We clawed our way back. But it's just in terms of, I mean, we physically imposed our will. You don't see that happen. We did it to the Niners, and you never see it happen to them. And we did it to the Ravens, too. After that 17-play drive in the fourth quarter, oh gosh. they were cooked. They were done. After after that play where we pushed Jerome Ford, like I, Kyle yeah. Van Noy just looked like defeated, like he just wanted to crawl off the field and hide. We literally went into Baltimore and beat them in front of their wife and kids. <laughs> I love how petty Cream Hunt is, by the way. But we just physically, we just physically dominated them in the second half of that game. Honestly, for three quarters of that game. And if you're trying to to build a culture. You're trying to to change the narrative about your team. Uh, like these wins are important. You know what I mean? Like so. It, no, it's not our Super Bowl. We obviously have bigger goals than winning a regular season game. But these are the kind of wins that you have to put together to to. You don't just wake up and win a Super Bowl. No, and you have to work. You have to get there. The thing with winning this game and the way we did it against the team that we secured the win against. This is the AFC North. It's not like everybody behind us has losing records or is below 500. We Everybody's neck and neck. It is so cutthroat right now that every win matters. And, you know, there's no reason not to be excited about a regular season win. Why wouldn't you be? We've been excited about everyone. We were a little more chill after the Cardinals game. That's because we had three hours of just them not scoring any points. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the way we won is what excites me the most because the Browns just proved if they hadn't already that we don't fold with a little bit of adversity. A little bit of adversity. How about uh, all the adversity? Good point. We just <laughs> fight and fight and fight and just we made it happen and it was just really nice to see. Like I, I made the comment online. I said that for any Kevin Stefanski haters out there, and this was before we even won. Uh, just when we had clawed our way, I said this is why Kevin's not going anywhere, guys. Right. Like this team doesn't. How many times in the last two years, there was you didn't have the buy-in. It it seemed like one bad thing, and it just snowballed, and we just folded. This team never folds. It doesn't matter. Even that Seahawks game, we fought to we lost, and I felt like we gave it away. We still fought till the very end on the road. Twelfth man, you know, with PJ Walker. Like this team, it feels different and. We have to try to shake off. Somebody said, I'm, I'm worried about coming out next week and laying an egg. A small part of me always worries about that, too, because of our history. But if you three of the Browns' six wins this year are against teams that are in the top 10 NFL power rankings. Mm -hmm. Like, we're, we have played the toughest schedule of anybody in our division so far. We've played one of the tougher schedules in the league. We've done it without Nick Chubb, without Jack Conklin, now without Dewan Jones, without Jedrick Wills, without Deshaun Watson. Like... No, there are very few teams in my recent memory that has dealt with the the significant injuries to the to the significant positions and been in the and been like this. What last what two weeks or whatever we were starting a six round rookie, fifth round rookie cornerback because Newsom was out and now Ward's out. Like we're going through it, guys. Like there, there is the Ravens a few years ago. Lamar missed a chunk of time, and the Ravens finished fourth in the division. That's right. 
Our quarterbacks missed half the games, and I know technically we're third, but the AFC North's not a regular division. No. And that could all – we'll see next Sunday who, who's in third because all it's going to take one Bengals win and one Browns win, and we're in first. Not only are we in first in the division, if a couple other things happen, we'll be tied for first in the AFC in general. Yeah, that's crazy. So I don't, I don't, the division standings, people are like, well, you're still third. And I don't give a shit about being third in the AFC North when, when everybody's basically tied. Yes, when we're six and three. Yeah. Like if we were third in the AFC North and we were, you three know, and six. three and six or two, yeah. okay, then I'm, then I would be concerned. We're six right. and three. Um, so yeah, it's just, the, what a win for the Browns. Like I just, well, speaking of six and three, so we talked about this stat on the show that we just did earlier. So the Browns have only been at a six and three record six times since 1986. Three of those in 86, 87, 88 were Marty Schottenheimer. Bill Belichick did it once in 94, and now Stefanski has done it twice in 2020 and 23. That's it. Yes. End of list, those three coaches. Like, it, so to get the negative out of the way, I, yesterday, first of all, after the when we kicked the game-winning field goal, I had to run into my bathroom, and I just screamed as loud as I could <laughs> because I didn't want to uh, – frighten my child she's a youngster uh okay uh, and i didn't want to frighten her then i came out and i'm losing my mind and i got online and i wanted to see what people were saying and one of the first tweets i saw was uh great win by the browns but it just it shouldn't have been that hard and i just lost my mind i was like you sound so fucking dumb right now it shouldn't have been that hard going into baltimore and winning without your two tackles, without your number one running back. Not only did you not have your two tackles, we weren't playing second and third string tackles. We're playing fourth and fifth string tackles. Correct. Honestly, I can't, I don't even know the guy's name who played left tackle. Uh, Jerron Christian, Jaron, Jerron. So I probably shouldn't even do this to myself, but I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) When Justin said the other night, he's like, yeah, we got Jerron Christian. I thought he was talking about in the live chat. (laughs) (laughs) like i so this person and i'm just like what part what delusional segment of this fan base just thinks like you just roll into people's home stadiums people who are you know the team that everybody is considering the best team in the league they got the mvp front runner and lamar it was supposed to be easy you sound fucking stupid (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, oh my God, that, that made me so mad. And then they're complaining. I'm like, guys, we just put up 350 plus yards of offense without our tackles. We, our quarterback started one and nine was six of 20 at one point. And then we, we fought and clawed. The dude went 14 of 14 in the second half against the number one scoring defense in the NFL. Yep. Like we were six and so a half dumb. point dogs going into the game. That's a, that's a big you know, underdog spread there. We, we were not projected by any means to win this game. Hey, Justin, did you want to say anything? I know you're on a bit of a lag there. No, no. Oh, I you don't want to say I anything? Guess, okay, uh, that's fine. We'll move the, on. Just to, <laughs> just to touch on what a difference a year makes, um, just to, for this team, last year when we went into Baltimore and we lost, you could hear defensive players fighting with each other in the locker room. I don't think there was any of that this year. It was a great win for the Browns. Um, a season-defining win. Um, a momentous... Say what you want about what could have happened or what didn't happen or what did happen. This is a great win for this team. I'm happy for the team. I'm happy for Deshaun Watson. I don't think he gets enough credit after the kind of gutsy performance that he've had, even the way it started. But great win for the Browns. Happy for my team. Yeah, I think this has to be like that moment. Don't you think for Deshaun Watson and this team, like that defining moment, that that game where you point back to at the end of the season and say that's the one where things clicked, things came alive. I mean, he went 14. First of all, let's back up. He went into the locker room at halftime on a hobbled ankle. Came out, they're talking about P.J. Walker warming up on the sideline. We don't know if Deshaun's going to be able to even play. I'm like, oh crap, we got to finish this game out with PJ. Deshaun comes back on the field, goes 14 of 14, leads us on a 10 minute drive, then gets that huge, what, 16 yard scramble run with his legs on the final drive to get us down the field. I, I mean, he, we all, we kept saying like, this is the game. Deshaun needs to put the team on his back and go out there and win the game and, and be the quarterback that we brought him in to be. Yeah. And I, he did. Yes. I called it a prove it game. Obviously you can't prove your whole career in one game. But right. he came out and did what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. We talked about stacking it, so let's let's start stacking them. Yes. So we 
we we got to stack wins, obviously. You know, we're a fluke play off of Jamal Adams' helmet and then a, a one poor drive by the defense from being on a five-game win streak. Yeah, you're yeah, right. We talked about that earlier. You know what I mean? We're like We've won four of five, and in those five games, we've played the Ravens, the 49ers, the Seahawks. Like, we've played freaking tough teams. Even the Colts are scrappy as hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they don't just lay down for anybody. They're playing tough. Um, we've played the most brutal schedule. And I know, like, we wanted to – this was a big game for Deshaun. We wanted to see him prove it. And it started ugly. It started rough. The pick six sucked, man, and I was pissed about it. And then – but, man, that guy just made – that play, 99 times out of 100, that ball just gets batted down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that the, I mean, he made a cra- play. yeah, he made a crazy play. Sometimes people make great plays. Great athletes make uh, great plays. And then yeah. the first half is like we were just trying to find our footing. We we almost called this game to a T in our preview. We said it was going to be ugly. We said you were going to have to weather the storm. You weren't going to. We said you couldn't beat yourself. We fucking tried. Uh, <laughs> we did everything you know, we could. But um, it took a lot to shake off the curse, hopefully. But hopefully, you know. When you're fighting somebody and they're, it's they only got a little bit left, that's when they start they get throwing their last few good punches. Over those last few good punches, the curse, like the muff, like the uh, we missed the extra point, oh. and then we, and the curse was like, I got them. They're not going to be able to come back. Right. And then we went down and won, and now the curse is just broken. It's that he's going home sad. Uh, the Browns or Deshaun Watson. People want to talk about his play. Oh, he's only had a couple good games here and there. I still need to see more out of him. I'm not saying I don't want to see more out of him. I think there's still more to do. Don't start six of 20. Okay. Right. Uh, don't have to go 14 of 14 to, to get a win. But in the last three full games he played, which we can all agree he was clearly not healthy in the Colts game for the five passes he threw. Okay. In the last three full healthy games he has played, he is 66 of 97 for 68% completion percentage, 721 yards, five touchdowns. His only pick was the great play by Hamilton this week in uh, a 3-0 and record. So if he, if he doesn't miss a bunch of time, come back and play Rusty for six games last year, if this was just the, be- the start of his season – Nobody would be talking about how they need to see more out of Sean or are we getting our money's worth out of Sean? He's pl- in, he's played great for the last three games. He's been healthy. This is what you need out of your quarterback, out of your leader. He had a really, really poor first half. It happens. Professional quarterback. It doesn't, I don't care if you're Patrick Mahomes or, you know, the, whoever's starting for the Raiders. It doesn't matter. You're going to have bad moments in games, but he came back out after halftime and, and completely corrected everything. And the first half, we might be talking about it differently one play, David Njoku drops a wide open first down pass on the sideline where he could have turned up field and maybe gotten big yards, big play. Who knows what that drive turns into, mm-hmm. but instead it's dead because he dropped the pass. So the whole, first what about, half, oh, sorry, Justin, ahead, buddy. I was going to say, what about, uh, not everybody. What, about nobody sack, what are we doing here? Oh, <laughs> this is why we should add Justin. A lag. <laughs> You're not a lag. I just can't see you. Um, but nobody played well in the first half. It wasn't just a Sean, literally nobody. We were getting beat on the edge. Nobody played well. Right. But go ahead, Justin. Just back on with Deshaun Watson. So the last drive of the game, he gets sacked. There's a fumble. Wyatt Teller recovers. It's what second and 19 or something crazy like that. As a Browns fan, you feel kind of gutted because you've been here before. You've seen how these games go. This is it. This is how it's going to end. We're going to probably throw a pick or something stupid's going to happen. And he comes out and throws an absolute f- missile to Amari Cooper, who Amari Cooper has been completely passed over as far as like what he's done this season for this team. He had another great game, but I thought he, just time and time when we needed to play, Watson absolutely delivered for us in that second half. First half was a little rocky. I'm not going to lie. We can't sit here and say like it was an absolute perfect game, but to have the second half that he had incredible. Like we have to, as Browns fans and just people in general, like you have to realize just because Deshaun makes money and just because we traded picks for him, it doesn't mean he can never throw an incomplete pass. He can never, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I, it's like you get this, there's this sense out there that because we traded for him and we gave up a lot that he has to literally every pass play has to be a perfect pass. Every we have to get seven points every drive. We can literally never lose another game. Like that's not the way the world works. It turns out the other guys get paid too. Yep. 
There, yeah. You know, this the NFL. It's in not every game. Why is it the Browns? And it's not even just outsiders of the Browns to get respect. I feel like some of our fans think the Browns, not only do the Browns have to win every game, they have to win every game convincingly. <laughs> if, if you have to fight and claw and scrap to win a game, instead of your fans being like, man, look at the grit by this team. It's more like, well, it shouldn't have been that hard. Like what? Well, it was what, 28 to 27 to nothing last week. And fans were still like, oh, Deshaun didn't look that good. It's like, what, what do you people want him? What, what this team to do? And I had this argument with somebody earlier. They were saying, oh, Deshaun, you know, again, well, we paid him $230 million. He shouldn't look like that in the first half. So at what price point is it okay to have a down driver <laughs> yeah. to? I mean, some of these, I mean, he's not the only quarterback getting paid money. Who's Joe Burrow had a horrible start to the season. He yeah. just got paid huge money. Justin Herbert, I'm sorry, the Chargers suck right now. Uh, they, Lamar Jackson got a pretty big contract. Yep. He had one completion in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and if he didn't have that 40-yard touchdown to OBJ, he has no touchdowns yesterday and two picks. Yeah. I mean, you can't really, I mean. I know, I know, but I'm just saying. If my aunt had. I know, but that's be because, but that was also right after Thornhill <laughs> went out. You too. Know, but, you Look, know what I mean? But I'm just saying like. me, I don't care if you double his contract. I don't care if you triple his contract. I don't care. I don't care what we're paying him. I want a winner. He's a winner. He's yeah. winning. He's winning games. That's. I don't care if we're paying him a billion. I really don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm not paying him anything. That's right. true. <laughs> um, no, some guys I want to highlight, obviously, for the Browns, uh, which we're going to get one, I think, is flying under the radar a little bit. Wyatt Teller, who has not maybe been as dominant as we saw early in his time with the Browns lately, he freaking was bullying people yesterday. I don't know if you've seen some of the videos. He just come in cleaning up blocks like – Wyatt Teller bought out yesterday. I thought the interior, like with the, the fourth and fifth string tackles, you needed Teller, Posick, and Batonio to step up. Right. Like you needed that interior of the line to kind of carry the load. And I thought Wyatt Teller balled out. Like he was, it was bully ball. And then you saw the tackles were getting beat, especially earlier. I thought they started to do better later. And Deshaun just started moving better. I thought, which was weird. I thought he started moving better as the game went on, despite the bum ankle, but it's like, he just kind of got his legs under him. Um, but even like, like they were feeding off of each other. I think they could feel the Ravens being gassed mm -hmm. and they fed off of that. It was like uh, a shark in the water and they smell blood and it just energized us. Which usually happens to us. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Wyatt Teller, a guy we, we have to talk about is Jerome Ford. And <laughs> yes. I know we, ha we actually, we have been critical of Jerome Ford on this yep. and especially me. And I feel like we've been, I feel like our criticisms have been, I feel like they've been valid. Um, maybe, I don't know. I just, what I was watching, I felt like he was leaving a lot of yards on the field. That, that was just my opinion from what I was seeing. Um, but we've been critical of him. I feel like we've been fair and I don't feel like we've been nasty, but I just feel like we've been critical in, in with the way we've watched him play. And Man, he, from the first snap, he looked like a different running back. Yes. Like the very, like the very first time we, I didn't know if we were going to be able to run the ball that well this game. I no, really I didn't, didn't expect it. And mm. he got the ball and just started ripping off runs. And I was like, man, he's, he's one cutting and going north and south. Like we've been saying he needs to do. He is. It was like, he was seeing the field better. It was, it was like they, they went back and they watched tape or something and he, they got it corrected on the field and credit Stump Mitchell and credit Jerome Ford in the preparation. But man, he looked like a completely different back. And we actually reached out to Stump Mitchell about it. Mm -hmm. And I'd said, I felt bad that we told him we criticized this guy. Josh is an honest person. And he was just honest with him. He's like, Hey, I said, we've been very critical of Jerome Ford of late. You know, he just has not been running the way we know he can or expect him to. And I said, what, what did you see yesterday? What was the difference in Jerome Ford? And he said, I haven't seen any difference in Jerome's play. He's a running back that relies on needing an opportunity to get started. I thought last week when he averaged just a little over two yards per carry was a great game for him because he made it back to the line of scrimmage on some runs where he was first hit behind the line of scrimmage. He works extremely hard, and I'm proud of the way that he has been playing and preparing. So, um, first of all, thanks to Stump for getting back to us, Absolutely. especially after yeah, we told him we yeah. were being a little bit mean to his guy. So that was, <laughs> that was really nice of him and cool to get back to us. We really appreciate that. But one thing this show has taught me, and especially as we've grown a little bit and we've got to meet guys like Stump and, and a couple players and stuff like that is 
the game is so much deeper in, in than what we see as fans. And I know we're, this is a podcast for fans by fans. We're not analysts. We pretty, we speak off from the heart. We don't do it. To, you know, we basically tell it how we see it from a fan perspective. But when you talk to some of these like players and these coaches and like, he thought Jerome Ford played well last week, averaging two yards a carry. And I watched it and I was like, man, he looked like he left so many yards and they're just looking there's just so much more to the game, so many intricacies. And it's not always going to be like, you're not always going to come out and get six yards a carry. And but they were happy with the way he's been playing. And we were wondering, like, why is he still the guy? Why are we not seeing more strong? Why is Kareem Hunt not starting and using Jerome as the – this is why. The, like, the, the, they look at things differently, and they, they see it from that perspective. And it's kind of – it keeps me in check sometimes. Like, I try not to – I don't want to bash people super hard because, like, of the way – like, just talking to Stump about things like that. Like, you see it from a different perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Um I'll just take a quick break here before we move on. Browns fans in Ohio, Caesar Sportsbook running a new sign-up offer. You guys don't want to miss this. New customers can get their first bet on Caesars up to $1,000 by using our code DOGS1000, all one word, when you sign up. Not only is that first bet for, or fully covered, but you also directly support this podcast. So if you haven't joined Caesar Sportsbook yet, now is the perfect time to make your move. Just remember our code DOGS1000 during sign up and place your first bet. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. Let's just shout out this live chat real quick. Let's do it. I'm loving it. Yeah, live <laughs> chat is crazy. I'm in here just... <laughs> uh, no, that's why we do the lives, guys. You, the lives of, for, during the season have reinvigorated my love of podcasting. <laughs> uh, it, you guys always have uh, keep the, the chat going. Uh, our favorite Ravens fan, Aaron Butler, in the chat per usual, and he's you get Aaron started as like a menace to this podcast, okay, and he's still menacing, but at the end of the day. I feel like we've come a long way. You know what I mean? And he's like, he's like, yeah. you know, like Joker and the Batman kind of need each other. Yeah, you know, like oh, I mean, we're Batman, obviously, uh, and and he's, and he's the Joker. So Aaron's you know? the coolest villain that's ever been created. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So props to him for being in here, taking his lumps, uh, and you know, making his excuses. And here's the deal: is he, you know, he we, took the loss like a man, from what I can tell. We talk. I obviously talk. A lot, I hate the fucking Ravens. Okay, and I talk a lot of shit about them. They're obviously a great team, well coached team. And they freaking play tough. That's why the win meant so much. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, obviously, we loved the win against the Cardinals. But this is different. Very different. You know what I yep. mean? Like that it wouldn't mean so much if you didn't uh respect the opponent and, and understand the level of play it took to go in and win that kind of game. Right. Um, so no, just I had to give him a nice shout out. We we've been talking crap to each other for like four years now. Hey Justin, do you need do you got anything you want to get in on? I know it's tough for you because we can't really see you, but you're there. <laughs> the the chat can see you. No, I'm just, I'm just out here just kicking it. You know, I'm just living, living my best life over here to sit in the man cave, hanging out in the chat. Uh, um, I, I just to touch on Blake, what he was saying just now about how much this game means. I think it for Browns fans, if you know the history of this rivalry, I think that's where it really stems from. This was our team. This is a, and this is a team that has kicked our ass for the last 20 something years. So this is a, a it validates everything that you felt up until this point about this season. You thought your team was good. Have we had issues? Yes. Are we trying to put something together? Can do we think this defense is good enough to take us really far? So for me, it just validates everything that we've thought. And then to get it against Baltimore, a team that uh, I, I've taken a lot of heat in the comments on YouTube because I said that I hate Ravens. I hate the Ravens and I hate the Steelers. It that doesn't change anything. I've always hated the Ravens. I've always hated the Steelers. So for me, just, uh, it's a beautiful Monday, you know, a uh, little under the weather, but um, just in here, just hanging out. Yeah, having a just, good time. And just like Blake said, you know, we hate the Ravens. We hate the Steelers, but we respect the hell out of them. We, you're never jump on a podcast yeah. from this show and hear us say, John Harbaugh is a terrible coach or Mike Tomlin's a terrible coach. Like, these guys are what I've talked more crap about our team than I have about the other team. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you, know, you know what I mean? Uh, this episode is brought to you by Omaha steaks. Browns fans 
Fall is in the air, and that means we're looking forward to more of these crisp mornings, falling leaves, and sweater weather. But more importantly, it's the perfect time for fall grilling, tailgating, and cozy comfort food. And let's go back to that tailgating. There's no better way, no better food to celebrate with at your tailgates and fall cookouts than Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks has all your fall cravings covered with 50% off site-wide during their semi-annual sale. That's 50% off all of your favorite tender, juicy, extra-aged steaks like their butcher's cut filet mignons. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out to get an extra $30 off your order. With Omaha Steaks, these possibilities are endless. You get endless flavor, endless value on incredible entrees, scrumptious sides, decadent desserts, and so much more. All of them 50% off during the semi-annual sale, and every bite is backed by Omaha Steaks 100% unconditional guarantee. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Shop all of your delicious favorites for half the price. Don't forget to enter that promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out and get an extra $30 off your order. Hurry up. This sale is only for a limited time. Minimum purchase may apply. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So just continuing talking about the run game a little bit, because I think to get that kind of run game out of Jerome Ford going forward, first of all, it's, it, it helps out Deshaun. Okay. And, and just some stats I saw on the run game week 10, when we went under center, 12 carries, 31 yards, 2.6 yards per carry. When we were in the ball out of shotgun, 24 carries, 147 yards, 6.1 yards per carry in the fourth quarter. Uh, we are in the second half. We ran the ball out of shotgun 10 times for 62 yards, 6.2 yards a carry. People want to know what do we got to do to start quicker? I think we're still because Deshaun hasn't got to play consistently. He's still learning Kevin and Kevin is still learning Deshaun and he's learning what the offense can be with Deshaun and you're seeing it adapt and you saw it. This was Mid-game, everybody wants to talk about he doesn't make adjustments. This was a mid-game adjustment to go from what he likes to do to he's like, well, we're running it well out of shotgun. Let's keep it with that, okay? And I think you're going to see the offense continue to evolve. We're, I mean, Deshaun's still kind of in his preseason mode. This was only his, what, fourth full game he's played? Uh, fifth. Fifth? Okay, but in, with a four- or five-week gap in between mm-hmm. some of them. Yep. So it's like – they're still getting comfortable with each other. This offense is still not what it can well, You saw in the second half what it can be. And yes. even then, I still think there's more explosive plays out there. Okay? It's just uh, it's hard to be explosive when you don't have your tackles. You know, you can't do seven-step drops when you don't have your tackles. You're going to take a ton of sacks. Um, so I think the offense is still evolving. I think Kevin Stefanski called one of his best games. I think Kevin Stefanski is going to be on a short, as long as the season continues to progress the way we think it's going to, and it should, I think Stefanski will be on the short list of coach of the year again. I think that is D'Amico Ryan's is probably a award to lose right now, uh, but Kevin Stefanski will be on the short list mm-hmm. because the, again, nationally, Nobody was picking us to do anything. And speaking of nationally, 
What an embarrassment for the, the, the sports programs out there today. What, what <laughs> seriously, what an embarrassment. Like I, I got, I was so pumped. I got up and I'm watching, get up. I'm watching sports center. I'm watching, uh, the, I'm watching all this stuff just to hear anything about my Browns. Literally nothing. Crickets. They were talking about was Lamar's performance worrisome. Oh, what about we talk about Deshaun's 14 of 14 performance in the second half? What if we talk about the fact that the Browns are now in the driver's seat for the AFC North? Like Colin comes on and he says, I still, the, he says, Browns get this win. I still think they'll unravel at some point. And then that was literally, he talked about the Browns game for 15 seconds. I'd have if really- we lost, like three weeks ago, he did a monologue about how he doesn't respect Cleveland. And then all we've done is beat the 49ers, beat the Bengals, beat the Ravens. And he, 15 seconds. Fuck you. Whoa. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. Whoa. Like, I wish, I seriously wish, like, I watched it a little bit of that today. And I was like, I want to catch a flight to LA and just pummel this guy. Like, what? Nobody takes you seriously anymore because of stuff like that. Right. Like, what an embarrassment. So, Josh and I talked about this uh, earlier. I don't really even mind the national media not talking about us. It just, it doesn't bother me. I just and want, I, I, I just I, want the respect. We'll, like, we've beat three teams in the top ten. Like, like just give credit. Where just give, exactly. Do. Give a little it, bit it of will credit. Come, it will, it'll come with a Lombardi. I'm not <laughs> telling you you have to slob our knobs all day, but <laughs> you can mention the game at least. Well, and you kind of go, we were talking to the, the guys in Discord earlier, too, about the commentators yesterday. They oh clearly hated the Browns. They, were, they weren't even trying to hide the fact that this was a Ravens game. The Ravens were going to win. Deshaun Watson's playing terrible. He shouldn't even be out there. Blah, 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 blah. Baltimore's our daddies. I mean, they said some stuff on that broadcast yesterday. I thought, that's Bro, embarrassing. Dude, if I had to hear uh, Jonathan Vilma say one more time that the Ravens have been there, done that, and the Browns are trying to figure it out, I wanted to jump through my teeth. <laughs> and, and then it crickets yeah. as we're storming back. And let's be honest. Yeah. After the first quarter, this game was all Browns. Now, we shot ourselves in the foot time and time again that allowed them, you know, like to keep us fighting until the end. But we dominated the time of possession. We ran 20-some more plays than them. More yards. more. We, we, we dominated this game from the beginning of the second quarter to the end of the fourth quarter. Like, if the Ravens would have won this kind of game, okay, if, if say they weren't even playing us, if they were playing some other team, if they were playing the Chiefs, and they didn't lead for a single second of the game and somehow won, they, yeah. you wouldn't even be able to understand people on these national networks, on TV. It would just, oh, that's all you would hear. You wouldn't even be able to understand them. They, they, they the would is be, you're so right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And the Browns do it. Man. And we did it for the third or the second time in the last month. Let's just talk Crickets. real quick about that's a stat that would happen to the Browns, by the way. Right. You lead uh-huh. every second of the game and still somehow lose. That, yeah. Like a year ago, that would have happened to the Browns. So, sure. Absolutely. Uh, we, we got a super chat from, and I'm sorry, I'm going to try to say your name if I mispronounce my bad. Uh, Paramjot says, love the show, guys. I'm still shocked. We won. This team gives me a heart attack weekly. Anyway, go Browns. Yes, because... I, I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like any kind of mistake you can make in a football game that we didn't make yesterday. Like, is there any, we, we did absolutely everything you could possibly do wrong at some point or other during that game. And yet we still managed to fight through it, come out with a win. That's what good teams do. And like, like I said, uh, I've talked about this before when we were playing the Seahawks, I said, I texted my dad, I said, the Browns are a good football team being forced to play with a backup quarterback right now. Right. The Browns are a good football team. We just have to accept the fact that we're a good football team. Does that mean we're going to win every game for the rest of the year? No. No, I don't think we're going undefeated the rest of the year. We could lose this week because the Steelers, they're somehow team. they're just like, 
They just keep winning. They're a winning you organization. Know I, you know what I mean? They're a winning organization. That's what we're trying to get to. We're not good teams lose to good teams all the time. Sometimes good teams lose to bad teams. It happens. That doesn't mean we're not a good team. Like this is the NFL. It's they say any given Sunday for a reason. So we have to stop thinking that like one loss and it's the end of the season, one bad quarter, it's the end of the season. Or if we win a game, but we didn't look good for some of it, we're not really that good. No, that's bull crap. We're a freaking good football team. We're finally a good football team. I saw somebody online finally said it said the Browns are still getting treated by a lot of people on earth as like the laughing stock. But if really since like 2017, 2018, we've been competitive. Yeah. That's just like an old way of thinking that yes. people haven't really caught up with yet, but it's not, that's not how it is anymore. Like we're turning the corner. Are we maybe, is it maybe taking just a little bit longer than some people have wanted? Yes. But we've also dealt with some sh- crap. Yes. You know what I mean? Like injuries, like our starting quarterback Baker gets his shoulder torn up. You know what I mean? Freddie kitchens, Ugh. which we, you know, we did to ourselves, but whatever, like we've Dick Chubb getting hurt. We've dealt with some stuff. And the fact like that we've remained competitive and then now it seems like we're turning the corner, like just like it takes time. It does. You know what I mean? And you're not just trying to win games. You're like I said, you're trying to build a culture. You're trying to become a Ravens and Steelers, a place that people find is a good place to work. They make good decisions. That's who you want to go play for. They're always going to be there in the end because you know, they're going to play smart and they're going to play hard. Like that's what we're trying to get to. And it doesn't happen overnight. Um, I saw this, this tweet online uh, the Browns didn't punt after the first quarter. Their drives after the first quarter, 12 plays, 70 yards, field goal, six plays, 33 yards, field goal, seven plays for 11 yards and went to the half. Uh, that was when Deshaun was dealing with his busted ankle. Uh, coming out of the half, we only had the ball three times in the second half. Yeah, because we had the, the entire, what, third quarter, third quarter, we had the ball. 17 plays, 75 yards, and a touchdown where you just heard every butthole in that stadium go... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and we took their will. Uh, yeah. Then six plays, 75 yards, and a touchdown. And then 12 plays, 58 yards, and a field goal. Like the offense with Deshaun, and even without Deshaun, if you took away the turnovers, our offense has been decent in terms of like yards, and we've scored points. I mean, we've been over 20 for most of our games, I feel like. Um, we. The Browns did some things, and, and my favorite part about this tweet was, most notably, they had three, oh, shit, we shot our foot off again moments, and they still somehow won. The deflected pick six, uh, too many men in the huddle, uh, pulls Baltimore off, and they get the first down, and then, uh, or no, we stopped them on fourth and two, and then dropped the punt. And then he didn't put on here, missed the missed field, field goal. Missed the PAT. Extra point, yeah. Uh, what about that, too, like... I was so pumped. Like the pick six, I was like, oh my God, I ran to the kitchen. I know, we tied it up, we tied it up. <laughs> and then it only only the Browns have, have the most reliable kicker in the league this year. And that's the extra point. And he's been so good, good for the Browns. He's been so good. And that's the extra point he misses. <laughs> Did you see his quote? Yeah. Uh, was like, I started the fire, then got asked to put it out. Now everybody's thanking me for putting it out. Putting out the fire that I started. Yes. Um, (laughs) I like that. And here's the thing. And here's the thing about him is he missed that extra point. And even though I was like dejected about it. Now, one part of me was mad at Dustin Hopkins. I don't know. He's just earned my trust to the point where I was just like, well, sometimes people miss free throws. Sometimes people miss kicks and it sucks. But a good team will figure out a way to overcome this he's definitely well, not the guy you run out of town no and you know you no, saw no we saw miles garrett go over and get with him and i you know i apparently he told him we'll get you another shot you know for that so and they did just awesome so i had a the, couple of oh, go ahead, go ahead. i was gonna say there's another guy that i want to shout out but i'm gonna do it with a voicemail from jonathan What's up, Browns fans? This is jonathan in columbus and i just wanted to say um holy crap what a bad start to the game that was gross (laughs) it's only first quarter still we just scored three but i wanted to say before i forgot on behalf of the cleveland browns fans to the team thank you for laying out van noy like he was a food spread on a table because that was freaking hilarious that oh man you you know there was some crap talk going on when our guy was looking down at him and like it was almost like deshaun like out of his periphery kind of stopped just to appreciate that and then he was like, oh, yeah, I got to throw the ball still. So I, I enjoyed that. 
Joe Brown. Wow. <laughs> that guy sounds like the nicest person in the world. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think Deshaun, honestly, I mean, he did actually stop. Like he was about to throw and then Tillman laid out Van Noy and Deshaun actually stopped and looked like they're going to call this dead, right? Like that's got to be a penalty or something. It yeah, was I, rushed him. So I was shocked they didn't call blindside by Locke. And the more times I'm, I watch it, the more I'm like, he didn't peel back for him. And honestly, he was just kind of standing there and Van Noy ran into him. And now he didn't, he shoved him, but does you have to let Van Noy run you over? Like he didn't, correct. you know what I mean? Like he didn't peel back and run at him. Yeah, right. I mean, it's so, not Tillman's fault that Van Noy wasn't looking at him. Correct. So I was, I was shocked that that call goes against the bar. I was shocked. I know. Um, but to me, it was a tone setter. And, and Van Noy, then his pride, he felt about this big. I was like, you freaking. Yeah, because then he got a penalty for it. You vagine. <laughs> like he didn't like getting laid out by a rookie wide receiver, like head on a swivel. I got taught that in seventh grade football. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I loved seeing it. And it was a tone setter. And like we were, like I said at the beginning, we were more physical than them. JOK balled freaking yes, out. Yes, he did. Um, Sione Taki Taki's playing well. And just the whole team in general, we haven't even talked about David Njoku yet except for his drop. And I, that's a disservice to David and Joker. Right. Like, I, I was, that was more of a Deshaun Watson stat. Yeah. Like acknowledgement. First of all, the chief is one of my favorite players on the Browns. And I have yes. a feeling he's going to go down as one of my favorite Browns ever. There was a point in his career where it looked like he wasn't going to be on the Browns. Things anymore. were not going well. He had a case of the drop. He was drops. He, they made it sound like he wasn't happy because we went and got Austin Hooper. He was about to be relegated to uh, tight end two and demanded a trade, demanded a trade, a trade or at least like had talked about it with his agent and his right. agent floated it to the Browns or something. And all the guy did was then say, it's like he looked inward and was like, nah, F that I'm just going to work harder and I'm going to earn, you know, my place on this team. And the dude is undoubtedly one of the leaders of this football team uh, emotionally, the way he plays the game. First of all, he's pivotal in the run game. Oh, he has come so far in terms of a good blocking tight end. And the first guy never brings him down. If he catches the ball and he, and he gets North and South, he's running through at least one arm tackle. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I saw some stats, which actually kind of surprised me uh, through tight uh, tight ends in week 10 minimum of 10 receptions he's first in yards after the catch first in yards after catch per reception and first in missed tackles force this is all while being ninth in targets How, what's his stats on yards during the catch I don't because know. he carried those guys for like 15 yards or more yes that was insane that play so you got i mean and he talk about a bounce back everybody i feel like anytime chief drops one you People will be like, oh, there he goes dropping again. We've actually talked about this before. Really, since his rookie year, the drops haven't been like a consistent problem. Everybody drops one unless your name's Larry Fitzgerald. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody drops a pass now and then. Um, but man, he's come such a long way. And like what he does for the team is invaluable. He's yep. he's just in the locker room. Like he is just he's one of my favorite Browns players. Just I I I love that guy. I would love to just shake his hand. Justin, how you doing out there, man? You know, I'm just doing my best uh, AJ Hawk uh, impression <laughs> like I'm on Pat McAfee's show. I'm just, uh, just I'm chilling. Just, uh, I'm here. Just over here chilling. Uh, I'm getting ready to light a cigar up. So, you know, yeah. just keep it going, boys. Just in the chat, <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, Justin's doing his John Nye impression. So. <laughs> just being quiet. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little, I'm like, uh, I'm on the IR, but I'm in the 21-day window. So, you know. We're, we're doing good. We're doing good. <laughs> uh, yeah, Justin, a little under the weather tonight, so that's why he is at home in the man cave coming in virtual and not sitting next to yeah. me spreading his junk around here, so that's good. I uh, The uh, the defense, man, after – so we, we come out, we give up the pick, the pick six, and then we, we come out, we get the one first down, and then we have to punt, and they go right down the field, and Mitchell hits that long run. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I think I texted. And I was like, guys, is our defense only good against bad offenses? Like, what is going on? Yeah. And then it's like their ears were burning because from that point on, claims down. This has been a trend, though. We give up big plays early. We did it with Seattle. We did it with Indianapolis. We did it with, you know, the Ravens now, Pittsburgh. the Steel, Pittsburgh. I mean, we've done it a lot this season. But then it's like that for, at the beginning of the game, we give up some big plays and some we get in a hole. 
And then they clamp down, and then usually the stats are from like middle of the first or second quarter on. The other team does nothing. Nothing. Like the Seahawks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Until the nothing. Until the end. Um, no, the, the defense, that's a credit to Jim Schwartz. He's making adjustments on the fly. A credit to the guys for not – I just think you're seeing a belief. Like it doesn't – oh, he, he ripped off a long one. It doesn't matter. Like it, that doesn't mean anything. Like we're going to come out and we're going to put the claims down now. Like we, we were talking about this earlier. Like – Miles Garrett is, if you want to look and see like the defense as a whole and how they've bought into what Jim Schwartz is doing, just look at Miles Garrett and you can see everything right there. Because for years we've been saying, can Miles please just put it all together for a whole, a whole season, all game. We just want to see him playing hard, you know, ears back, just going crazy the whole time. And that's what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, from the start to the end, he is after it. This dude, I, I, I'm glad we brought up Miles because um, first of all, he's the f- clear front runner for defensive player of the year right now. Yep. And I, I, I think as long as knock on wood, nothing happens, he's going to, he's going to win the defense. He might be in the discussion, depending on how the season goes, he could be in the discussion for MVP. They'll never give it to a no. defensive player, but he'll be in the, they'll talk about it. This dude is unreal. He's tied for the lead league in sacks. Now I believe uh, he's definitely on pace for 20. You know, I'd mm-hmm. like to see him get to that 20 benchmark. We talked about it this year uh, coming into the season. We all felt like, this could potentially be a coming out party type of season for miles. And we said that might sound silly for a guy who's had back to back, I think 16 sack seasons. And he's always in the, the defensive player of the year discussion. He's known as like one of the most feared and best edge rushers, edge rushers in football. But we said, this is going to be a coming out party for him in terms of, we're going to see him put it all together for an entire season this year. And I th- I just think the fact that now he has help, not only during that play, but he he doesn't have to save anything. Like a run away from him, like in years past, if they ran away from Miles, he'd take a couple steps, see it was a run away, and he'd essentially take the play off. And it was almost like he was like, well, I'm not going to chase this guy down this play because I got to have my energy for the next play because I'm the only freaking guy out here doing it's going to get it, get the sack, get the stop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So under the radar play yesterday in the fourth quarter when we needed to get a stop so we could get the ball back to go kick this field goal. Okay, um, Lamar Jackson on third and long scrambles. Zadarius Smith flushes him out of the pocket, is chasing him down. He just gets out of the reach of Zadarius Smith, and it looks like he's going to be able to run for potentially a first down, and Miles chases this dude down from the other side of the field and forces him out of bounds. Yeah. That is a play Miles does. He's not even – he doesn't even try in years past. And yep. I just think you're seeing he's come into his own – uh, Jim Schwartz has unleashed him. He's feeling energized. He believes in the scheme. He's got help finally. He, he doesn't have to. He knows if I can go all out for these six plays in a row because I can actually take a two-play break and we're not going to give up a 60-yard touchdown because I, he's got belief in the guys around him now finally. He's got trust, and it's completely unlocked his potential. He's playing out of his mind, out of his mind. I mean, he might have single-handedly won us the Colts game. Yeah. You know what I mean, like you know, there's not many defensive players that like you can attribute actual wins to like TJ Watt does it for the Steelers because they don't have an offense. Miles Garrett has done that for the Browns multiple times this year. And it's, it's been awesome to watch him like just fully accept his role as being the guy for the Browns. Yeah. I think I posted a, a stat last week. He was, he's number one in the NFL in pass rush win rate per PFF, and I think it was like 26.4% win rate, which is just absurd. And yesterday he was at 21.4. I mean, he's still leading everybody in that category. I mean, whenever he's rushing the passer, he's he's beating whoever he's going against, essentially. Uh, Somebody in here said another guy we need to shout out was Jordan Elliott. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's played well all year. All year. It's, It's just amazing what one coaching change can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jordan Elliott was one of, I'm pretty sure him and Taven Bryan and Tommy Togiai were three of the lowest graded interior defensive linemen in the entire league last year. And I he, believe you're right. Like I'm Jordan, Tommy Togiai might've been last Jordan Elliott in, uh, was not far off from being last. And he has completely changed his game. Again, he, it's like he's accepted his role. He knows what you need him to do. He's completely eliminated it. Like, we thought Siaki Ika was going to come in this year and play a big role. He can't even get on the field. He's not even active on game day. Yeah. This is a guy that we took decently high in the draft. Had thought Se- he, Our second pick this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just 
you got to shout out him. JOK, I think Sione Takitaki is coming into his own and playing really good football at linebacker. He's turning into one of those like Browns middle linebackers that you just, you know, they're not like this elite linebacker, but you just, you just always count on them. Yep. They're there. And, and then you got like guys step up. Like we lose Ward to the bullshit hit. And then you got guys like Mike Ford coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like w- there's depth in that secondary. That's why like when we drafted Martin Emerson and people were like, we went corner. Well, you can't have too many. No, you cannot. You know, gr- Greg Newsom turns out a Vilma. He starts for the Browns, by the way. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, gets his, How about his, it's his first career interception. It was. I'm pretty sure. I don't think he ever had one in college. Did it chat? Correct me. Did he ever have an interception in college? That's interesting. We'll see what they say. I'm not sure if he I did. I don't know about, uh, and I don't think he's had you, one of the you're pros. talking about Newsom, right? Yeah. yeah. First, uh, first professional interception, first career touchdown yesterday. I don't know about college though. Couldn't have come at a better time. I saw the ball get tipped and I just screamed, somebody pick it. And then he came out of nowhere. Like he was shot out of a cannon. <sighs> you know, Go ahead. You finish with Newsom. I just love the swagger that the defense plays yes. with. Like, and some people say like Newsom might be an odd guy out for salary. I just trust Barry. Like, I, I I'm keeping like the Ward, the uh, Newsom, and then the Martin Emerson. Like, I'm keep that is that's my secondary. Yeah, that's foundational. You know what I mean? Like, figure out you figure out a way to make that work because um, as you guys go down, and as much as I love Ward, he tends to miss a game here and there, and he's been hitting the head a lot, and. Uh, so like you don't want to you don't want your starting corner to go out and all of a sudden there's a guy out there the other team just picks on and you're like well we're there's literally nothing we can do they're just picking on this guy and he shouldn't even be on the field denzel ward goes out we put greg newsom out there he gets a pick six yep we put mike ford out there he gets a pick like there's depth in the secondary uh there's no more mental breakdowns it's just i could literally talk about the browns (laughs) team in this game forever i literally couldn't sleep last night i know it was it was wild i was gonna say the the newsome pick six was an interesting um dynamic yesterday because you saw both quarterbacks throw a pick six in this game deshaun watson's was on the second pass of the game deshaun watson started out the game pretty rough pretty cold you know things weren't really clicking things weren't there it was a rough first half and then he just ascended he got better and better and better as the game went on. He figured things out. He took what the defense was giving him. He made plays. Lamar Jackson started out hot and then cooled off, cooled off, cooled off until the end whenever he wasn't doing anything. And I felt like it was just such an interesting difference in the trajectory of the two quarterbacks throughout the duration of that game. Man, I think that that drive where we had the ball for like the whole third quarter pretty much, I think that took the wind out of their sails. Just Sure. I just think they were done at that point. And that, that Kareem Hunt touchdown run was... It, it totally You're changed the like, game plan because you know that's what they wanted to do to us. Yeah, was control the mm-hmm. ball in the second half. And right. man, we just—I was talking to a guy at work today, and he was talking. To, he's a—he's a Stefanski guy, and he was like Stefanski. He just—he knows what to do with this player. Like people, like there's Browns fans that were saying Cream Hunt needs to be the lead back. We were talking. I—I I wanted it to be strong. Right. You know, apologies to Ford and Stump, uh, <laughs> but. Um, Cream, he's using him in the perfect way. Like if you watch him run, he he doesn't have the breakaway speed anymore. But man, he runs angry, and he he runs tough, and he gets you that short. This dude is only averaging like maybe three yards a carry, but he's got what seven touchdowns or something since he's come to the Browns. And we signed him in week three or four, like, and he's top of the league in rushing touchdowns. It's yeah. like we're just we're getting out of guys like in ways we never did before. Right. And we got to shout out. I mean, that now the tackles didn't play like extraordinary yesterday, but they didn't cost us the game. You know, they were not liabilities out there. They, I thought that Christian played a pretty good game. We need Dewan Jones back this week though, because the Ravens have a great team defense, but they don't have TJ Watt guys on the edge. Like the Steelers do right. Like the missing the tackles will be, a more glaring issue in the Steelers game than it is in the Ravens game. 100%. That's fair. Um, so we got a couple more minutes here. The last thing, couple things I want to wrap up one, uh, Stefanski yesterday. First of all, do you guys watch his, um, like in the locker room post game speeches? I saw it. Yeah. I freaking oh, yeah. into my veins. <laughs> I freaking, I could watch those all day. If you don't think this locker room's bought into him oh, and you 100%. don't think he's not bought into, you know what I mean? Like it's total buy-in right now. And, um, we talked about in the in the offseason that we said we wanted to see how Kevin can kind of galvanize the locker room, 
like be we always thought he was a good like analytical mind and a smart guy. We wanted to see how he could be a leader of men. I think you're seeing him kind of come into his own this year. And Browns fans have always wanted him to be like an emotional screaming guy on the sideline. A couple times this year, he has ripped into the officials and he's pissed. And I love it. And I don't want him to do it all the time and be fake about it. But I want to know that if he's given this official the business, it's because he's freaking pissed. Well, just like we're sitting at home <laughs> screaming at the TV, then they show Kevin and he's in the ref's ear and it's <laughs> like, okay. Like, like if, if you do it all the time, it doesn't, it, it doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? You're just putting on a show. But if I know that if he's freaking cussing this guy out on the sidelines, he's freaking pissed. Yeah. You he's had I mean? enough. Yeah. And I, it felt good to see. I like seeing that. And then just talking going forward real quick, the last couple of minutes, strength of schedule in the AFC North, the rest of the way, based on average DVOA of opponents. Bengals have the hardest remaining schedule. Ravens, the second hardest. Steelers, the ninth hardest. Browns, the 24th uh, easiest schedule in the league the rest of the season. We are six and three. So the rest of the AFC North, you know, Brown, uh, Bengals, five and four. Ravens, uh, what, seven and three now. And Steelers, six and three. So we're all close in record. They've played the easy part of their schedule. Right. They're about to get to their gauntlet. We, we survived the gauntlet. Yes. And we're six and three. We talked about the first five games of the season. There's a chance like if we didn't come out and play well, we might be 0 and 5. Yeah. Now we got teams like the Broncos coming, the Bears, Zach Wilson, and the Jets. Um, I mean, the Jaguars, I mean, they're they got a great record, but I don't think they're like unbeatable. No, they just got they taken behind the woodshed good. by the Niners. Yeah. And the, obviously the Niners are really good, but no, the Every team that is in this playoff push with the Browns ahead of us and below us, they got their problems. Chiefs are number one uh, seed. They're not explosive. They're winning. They're winning games right now with their defense. Right. You know what I mean? Like the Jaguars are susceptible. Trevor Lawrence is not playing that well. I heard uh, they are bottom of the league in 20 yard pass play attempts. All they throw is screens. Good luck against the Browns. Yeah. Not going to happen. You know what I mean? Like uh, there are teams in front of us with clear. There's nobody just going to run away with this thing. The Browns are in the thick of it. That being said, there's no such thing as a guaranteed automatic win in the NFL. The Browns have to come out and take care of business. Cannot get complacent. But for the first time in a long time, I feel like we got the players, we got the coaches in the organization where there's not going to be that letdown. Like they're going to, they understand the assignment. You know what I mean? Uh, so I think I said yesterday, I told my wife we're a team of destiny this year. <laughs> I, t- I mean, the way that they're winning games that like we've said over and over here, Browns don't normally win these games no, in no. years past. It's a different, this is a different team. It really is. And I, it all goes back to Kevin at the top. You know, that's where it starts and it comes down from there. Uh, it's one of those, they, they literally termed the, the phrase only in Cleveland. Right. Because we only in Cleveland could you lose this game. Only in Cleveland could you force four turnovers and have the ball for 59 and a half minutes <laughs> and lose the game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. only, like literally that's been a phrase my whole life is only in Cleveland. Yep. And it's like this year we're flipping the script on that. And it's, what a time to be alive. It really is. Um, I want to play this last voicemail from Kenny Mack. Now, like we said at the top of the show, he was out in Vegas with the Las Vegas Browns backers at their bar watching the game. So it's, it's pretty cool hearing from him right after the game out there. Yo, guys, it is Kenny Mack, and I am here with the Vegas Dog Pound. And what the hell of a game. I'm not going to lie. I thought when we fumbled the ball, Prochet fumbled it. I thought we were done. This team showed a lot of resiliency. Uh, I love the way that Ford run the ball. I love the way the defense came back. Pick six by Newsom. What a game. We are rocking and rolling up here in Vegas. Let's go, boys. Sounds like Kenny had a real good time. He was having a good time. Yeah, I fucking love that guy. (laughs) Hey, and we got Fatal Gnome in the super chat. 14 and three train, baby. Woo. 14 and three. Uh, as, as always, thank you to Kenny Mack for the awesome voicemail. Thanks for the awesome video that we were able to use as an open chat. While I got 185 of you guys here, 
It's still November. Let's help Kenny Mack get to his goal. He's still doing his November campaign. I'm posting the link in the chat right now. Everybody is in here is a Browns fan. Everybody is in here is hopefully a fan of ours and of Kenny Mack. Uh, I've, I've talked about how I've seen Bills fans like rally around causes like this, even for other teams. I think Browns fans can do the same. Let's blow up Kenny Mack tonight. Let's get him. Let's get him to his goal. Okay, I just posted the link. It's also on our Twitter. It's also pretty much everywhere else. We have a social media page. So let's please help Kenny Mack get his goal. Even if everybody who watches this video donates one dollar, Kenny Mack will hit his goal. So yeah. help us out. Help us out. Help Kenny Mack out. Let's do something awesome for the guy. Let's go ch check out that link. Donate to his November campaign. It's for a really great cause. For a really great guy. Yep. And not to blast you guys with stuff, but wow, there's 180 of you guys in here and talking about a dollar like. Join our YouTube channel, become a member. It's only 99 cents a month. And you see all these awesome emojis in the chat. Everybody's got the badges beside their name. That means they're members of this channel. So, I mean, it's just, it's a great way to show your support for us and to help us continue to do what we're doing. We're continuing to grow and just get better and better as the Browns continue to get better and better, which is, man, this is so much fun. Yep. So we're going to wrap this thing up. I got to get home to dinner. Obviously, I don't skip many meals. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and I got to get, I got to put the little one to bed, you know, dadding comes first, even when the Browns win. Uh, we appreciate everybody being here tonight. Uh, this is, I think, our biggest live ever uh, in terms of people watching and yep. commenting. The chat was awesome. Please go donate to Kenny Mack. It'd be an awesome cause. I'd love to open up his uh, campaign tomorrow and see like people flooded him with uh, donations. It would be awesome. We'd appreciate it so much, and I know he would appreciate it. Um, so go do that for him. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, thanks for joining us on this ride. This season has been amazing so far and I think we got a long way to go and I just the Browns team feels special so I'm super pumped to be here with you guys uh and and I can't wait for next week next week could be a victory Monday like we've literally never had in my lifetime <laughs> so be. uh let's stay tuned let's come out hungry uh make sure you guys tune in later this week when we do a, a Pittsburgh preview and uh before you get out here just I just want to say fuck you Colin Coward <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.